0: Greetings. You are now listening to the McCovey Croncast. Stand by for your hosts, Brian Murphy and Doug Bruzoni. They will be discussing your favorite baseball squadron, the San Francisco Giants. Take it away, Brian and Doug.
1: Okay, it's Monday, June 20th, and the Giants are on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, they're in first place and uh, six and a half games up on the Dodgers. Um, I think we're recording this before the Dodgers game is over, but they're playing the Brewers. So um, <laughs> who knows? That's um, true. As,
0: as of this recording right now, it's the top of the eighth inning, and the Brewers have a 1-0 lead. So the final score of that game is probably going to be 4-1 Dodgers.
1: I'd like to uh, just bring up, you know, no one wants to hear about your fantasy team, but I drafted Justin Turner, and then he was really bad, and I cut him. And he was still really bad, which means nothing. But then <laughs> he started to get hot. And I picked him up for today. And, brother, he is dead. <laughs> He's not doing anything. So I had to I had to stop Justin Turner dead in his tracks. He's on my fantasy team. Anyway, <laughs> the Giants are in first place by a healthy amount. We've been gone for a couple weeks. We're back now. And, uh, Doug, we were talking just a little bit before I hit record. And, um, and you know, remember the – Two weeks ago, which is fine. I don't remember two minutes ago. Um, we've had that conversation within the last ninety seconds. Um,
0: we have, we have. I kind of remember it. I looked but, at the scores. and I was like, "Oh, that's right. It was those games. They weren't <laughs> longer ago than that."
1: But the uh, but I was away. I was uh, I was in the United Kingdom. I was I was in uh, Scotland, and it was cool. And uh, but I also had terrible jet lag, or I couldn't adjust. So. I was able to kind of keep tabs on sports, but not really. So I wasn't on the ground, as you might say, when the when the Red Sox came to town. In fact, whenever the AL East has visited AT and T Park, and you know, since in like the last ten years, I've missed. I've something's been going on. Like when the Yankees played there, when the Red Sox come into town, I've missed like every single year. It's very strange. Um, but in any case, they, they had two games. They let's just get right into them. I mean. Uh, the first game, 5-3, to three, uh, the Red Sox won. And then the second game, Giants, uh, f- it was Bumgarner versus David Price, 2-1. to one. Big story for the, both of those games. The the big story of that first game was, here comes Santiago Casilla again. Um, <laughs> not locking not lockin shit down um, and causing a problem. And then I yeah, would say, that, um... yeah, what happened?
0: So Casilla came into that game. It was tied. It was kind of a pitchers' duel between Rick Porcello and Albert Suarez, which is definitely a sentence we all expected people to say in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullpens were were pretty good until Casilla came in. He came in in the ninth. He had a fantastic inning, probably his best inning of the year. And then he immediately, in the tenth, came back out and gave up two runs
1: and lost. So it was that second inning really really did it there?
0: <laughs> it was that that second inning that. That first inning, he went strikeout, groundout, strikeout against Hanley and Jackie Bradley Jr. and Chris Young. He looked like a world beater, and so anyone would have thrown him back out there, and anyone would have been wrong.
1: Huh. Uh, so, I mean, you can't really—it's a it's a tough lineup, too. And, you know, pitchers always talk about comfort, and I would say throwing two innings if you're a closer is kind of tricky. In In, like, June, <laughs> you know? You're not necessarily yeah. quite primed for that, um, but and but whatever. The Giants, Giants came back and win the next night, and it's Madison Bumgarner you had to like. They had to like their chances of being competitive in the game, um, even though it was David Price. But David Price's ERA is almost five.
0: Yeah, he's had a bad start to the year. Um, Bumgarner's had a fantastic start to the year, but both of them look like aces basically during the game uh the bumgarner gave up an early run and then the giants immediately countered with splash 69 Woo!
1: yeah Woo!
0: had all been waiting more nice. than a year for yes it was so nice <laughs> um and then the that came off the bat of brandon belt of course and then the game-winning run scored off of mac williamson home run in the bottom of the eighth his first big league home run And he celebrated in the top of the ninth by juggling the ball a little bit and stressing us all out.
1: (laughs) And that's what led to uh, Casilla getting pulled, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, that was one of the things that (laughs) did lead to that.
1: Uh, We were going to to write poems, build ships, (laughs) start countries to splash sixty nine. And and out of all the players on the Giants to hit Splash sixty nine, the one who hit it was least likely to understand the significance of Splash sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true, which in a way makes him the best one to hit it, really.
1: <laughs> Pure of heart. <laughs> Pure of heart. Like if Angel Pagan had hit splash 69, it would have just been very greasy or like just very unsettling right away. They
0: would have, they would have stopped the game and just said, avert your eyes from the pitcher's mound for the next like five minutes. There's going to be some nasty stuff going on.
1: That's right. Um, the, the lighting at AT AT&T park would have just dimmed just a little bit. Some Barry white would have started. It would have been pretty impressive. Um, uh, the one thing, I mean, the Giants against left-handed hitters, I, I love left-handed pitchers. I love the season. They just marched right in the front office and they said, you know what? Screw it. We're doing it. We're, we're having a lot of left-handed hitters because we're confident. They're traditionally or historically span and, and panic. Uh, their splits against lefties haven't been terrible. But it's just you're really – it seems like the Giants are facing a lefty starter every series now. And I swear to God, I didn't know that there were that many left-handed starters in baseball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they've, they've just been all over.
1: So did the Giants create this problem or did it ex- I don't know. But did they get a split against the Red Sox and, you know, against an AL East team, that's like they actually won a real baseball game. So, <laughs> but they played yeah. the Red Sox tough. The Red Sox aren't that good. They have a great offense, and you've got to admire that the Giants were able to really tamp that down. Um, I do vaguely recall the three-game series, maybe in 2011, where the Red Sox came to town, and they really just steamrolled through the Giants. And I think the only game the Giants won was the Jonathan Sanchez start or something. or Maybe that was 2010.
0: It was, yeah, it was 2010. I remember because uh, the only game that series they won, I was like at a concert that night. So I, I couldn't watch it, so I figured it was my fault they lost.
1: <laughs> and it was Jonathan Sanchez's start. <laughs> I think right, of course. Um, all right, so, I, you know, it's always cool to see sort of these two historical teams battle, but I didn't really get a chance to watch it. It was like <laughs> three in the morning. Um, all right, so then the Dodgers get an off day. It was that weird week where they had two off days, and then the Dodgers roll into town, and I— Remember, I was predicting that this would have been uh, another loss. Uh, this would have been the fourth loss in a row uh, against Clayton Kershaw. I mean, the Giants did lose the game, but they were competitive in this game.
0: <laughs> they were. I believe you predicted they wouldn't win a single game that week, if That's I'm remembering right.
1: right. No, I said that going into Saturday, it would be up to Jeff Samarja to break the losing streak. That's what okay. I said. So. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> Not the so case. I guess- Uh, The the Giants did uh, lose to Kershaw. They came in and Dodgers immediately scored two runs in the top of the first off Johnny Cueto, who was still dealing with kind of a iffy back at the time. Uh, But then, you know, Matt Duffy crushed a home run in the bottom of the first, which was fun. Uh, A bunch of innings later, the Giants scored against Kershaw again. Uh, Buster Posey doubled in Joe panic. And it was a tie game and it, Clayton Kershaw gave up two runs, and it was the best. It was his worst start of the year, probably. I'm not going to check that, but I'm sure it's right.
1: Uh, 13 strikeouts and no walks for Clayton Kershaw.
0: Yeah, worst start of the year for him.
1: He had a game score of 77. Johnny, oh, Johnny Cueto, eight strikeouts, no walks, but he only allowed three hits. He had a game score of 76. Yeah, so basically um, the same. Right. <laughs> Uh, Just it's unfair with Kershaw. It really is like you. He is a pitcher living in L.A. You know, I've seen him pitch quite a bit more because even when he's not facing the Giants, I'll watch. Uh, And he every start, basically, he makes. Five hitters in that lineup through at least two turns look terrible. Like, so I'm saying (laughs) there's guaranteed ten bad plate appearances um, per Kershaw's start. At least every game, he starts 33 a, a year. You know, it's like he makes professional baseball players look really bad. Um, and yeah. from pitch to pitch, too. Like, they might, oh, I was on that fastball. Oh, but nope, oh, what, that was the curveball? Oh, crap. And then the slider? Oh, you're done. And he's <laughs> he's unbelievable. And, and sort of, you know, Cueto kind of counters with, I'm going to quick pitch you, I'm going to throw it from this arm slot, or I'm just going to be weird with it. And that's kind of the way he he was able to battle it. He's able to keep hitters off balance in in sort of a different way, but it was fun to see sort of these two different styles really go at it. Go at it. I was able to catch a little tiny bit of the game. Like I made it a point to be like, all right, Kershaw's just mowing him down. I've got to find a good Wi-Fi connection and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like Jarrett Parker versus Clayton Kershaw – it's not fair.
0: Right. No, that's, I mean, that's pretty much just comedy at that point. So, uh I don't think, yeah. I mean, Parker just, three strikeouts, and you knew they were going to be coming. And it's almost like Bochy was like, you know what? We never got to see Aaron Rowan hit against Sergio Romo, so next best thing. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. That would have been one of the great... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think... Parker had a decent at bat, maybe a second at bat, or maybe it was probably his third at bat. But I mean, I think he, I think he got to like a two two count or something, and you could just tell like ah he, it's really working <laughs> him here, <laughs> and then nothing. nothing. Um, so you know you kind of expect to lose to Kershaw. Um, the Giants still ten games above five hundred, and you know I predicted that that's it. They weren't winning. They they would have been on a uh, they would have had a five game losing streak at this point. That wasn't the case. Jeff Samarja comes in. The Giants, this time, though, no thanks to Samarja. They went in a walk-off 5-4. Do you remember this? Do you remember this, Doug, this walk-off? <laughs>
0: uh, I do remember the walk-off, and well, I'll tell you why, because I like walk-offs against the Dodgers.
1: And it was against uh, Kenley Jansen, who it, is it was. the closer version of Clayton Kershaw.
0: So I remember the top of the inning. Chris Ratton came in and immediately gave up homer to Adrian Gonzalez which you kind of expect because Adrian Gonzalez is a lot better than Chris Stratton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jansen comes in bottom of the 10th and you're kind of thinking, well, dang, just, mm-hmm. you know, Kenley Jansen has been so good, especially against the giants. He just, he's dominated the giants for years. And then they put together a great inning against him. Um, one out, Denard span doubled, panic, singled him in uh, belt, singled him over. And then Posey singled him in. And it was just, one after another, they just kind of looked at each other like, oh, yeah, we're better than this guy. Like, they'd forgotten for a while. You know, we this won is, a bunch of World Series, you know. He's this, nothing special.
1: This is where I think um, getting new guys every year is a good thing, or, you know, every so often. You know, if it's if it's Pagan leading off, you know, it's there's that familiarity, which is fine. But sometimes that little new blood, just to shake it up a little bit, who knows? Who knows if that makes a little bit of a difference, that double... Kind of, you know, Jansen's used to getting the first out, and maybe the Giants are able to, you know, the Giants are good at putting together one out, two out rallies, but against a guy like him, you have such a slim margin for error, you know, so maybe just that little change changes up the formula just enough to to shake it loose because he's a really tough guy to beat. Uh, He is. He's really good.
0: (laughs) Um, He's one of those guys also that, for me, when I see him on TV, he doesn't look like he should be that tough. That fastball looks a lot straighter to me than it actually is, but no one can hit it. So it's it's just a tight,
1: it is a tight cut. Um, It is like a military tight cut. Um,
0: The other thing we should mention from the game is that although Stratton gave up the run in the 10th, Derek Law also gave up a run in the fifth or the, yeah, in the fifth, sixth in the sixth. Um, But the bullpen pitched five and a third against the Dodgers. Gave up two runs, which is honestly not bad. Um,
1: Nine that's, pitchers in this game, including Jeff yeah. Samarja. Um, the entire
0: bullpen pitched.
1: That's got to so. be the most since Bruce Bochy's managed the Giants.
0: It it might be, yeah. I don't know. Some of those some of those September games, they'll just throw literally every pitcher in for an out.
1: I think I did write up an article for something at one point, and that that they regularly use. There was like a stretch where they used seven or eight pitchers. I think you're right. There might have been a twelve in there. So, but yeah. nine is, a—I mean, just emptying it out. Uh, and that's yes. because Jeff Samarja could not get through five innings again and, <laughs> uh, and, and didn't really um, look great. But I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's just go to the next game. Uh, so Samarja's is still down, but the Giants have already won two games this week, <laughs> that week. Um, and we should just and like turn to Jake uh,
0: Peavy on Sunday night baseball.
1: That's right. Which, you know, that's, that's nothing. That's, all doom (laughs) you're like Jake Peavy Uh uh-huh Sunday Night Baseball Uh uh-huh and uh, (laughs) Julio Arias a 19 year old they've never faced before in the history as long as you've been alive Doug a pitcher (laughs) the Giants have never faced before they've never seen him before he's gonna go seven innings
0: (laughs) um yeah maybe Barry Bonds got to one of them like once but otherwise no no chance
1: And Arias, he, or Urias, he went uh, five and a third. He still had seven strikeouts. Uh, And it was, it was like one of those things where it's like, ah, this is the guy the Dodgers, the Dodgers were hoping for. And of course the Giants are a good team. So it's like, why is it only happening now? (laughs) But it worked. It all worked out. Jake Peavy, six innings, four hits, three strikeouts, one walk. Um, I don't think he had any business doing that against a major league lineup on Sunday night baseball. And yet, <laughs> what did you see? It. it, it I'm going to say, I'm going to cheat and jump ahead to yesterday's game against Tampa Bay. What I was noticing was that guys were lunging on his slider and he would throw a fastball. And then he would throw a slider in fastball counts because they'd be sitting back. So he was, he was sort of maybe pitching backwards or pitching uh, kind of against his sequence type. And the fact that he was able to control his pitches um uh was probably or he had command of his pitches is probably what helped him is that sort of what happened in this one or you just don't remember
0: (laughs) um yeah that seems right (laughs) uh if i'm remembering he was really good at keeping the dodgers off balance and then you know making them make weak swings bad swings and then Bochi took him out after six innings which is a great thing to do. Don't don't push your luck. I can't TV. help but
1: wonder if he had done that in September, early September of last season, if uh, if the Giants might have had a, you know, if the fortunes would have changed. There was that yeah. game early in September where he left. He was just dominating the lineup, and then it was Adrian Gonzalez for the third time, <laughs> and, uh, and that game went all south. But, uh, hey, Hunter Strickland came in, and he gave up a run, <laughs> but he didn't lose the game. Uh, and then again, another, another phalanx of, uh, bullpen arms this time. Yeah. Six came in, but Casilla gets the save, which is nice. Um, and Hey, the giants win to see another series against the Dodgers and they have a really sharp week. Uh, they win three and lose two. Um, and, and Hey, they're still in first place. Let's get to this week. Let's just do it. We're making good time right now. <laughs> Uh, they've got the Brewers in town, and uh, you kind of expect that that's gonna go you would hope that that would go well for the Giants It would kind of mean that things are going badly if if that was the case right Not the case. If yeah. that, so
0: I, I would say when the team is good like the Giants and a team you know comes to their park who is bad like the Brewers if if the Giants don't win at least two out of those three games that's a big disappointment
1: and, and they- they certainly were set up to lose one of those games. But uh, one of these games because Matt Kane, you know, just came off the DL and he doesn't make it through four innings. He walks five, strikes out three, and then after the game goes right back on the DL with the same uh, hamstring injury. So, I mean, that's a bummer. That, I mean, let's just, that's yeah. my, my analysis. What a bummer. That's a, that's a bummer, indeed. No, it
0: was, um... You could tell he was off in that game. His first inning, I think, was good, if I'm remembering right. And then his second inning was okay. But, you know, he walked a couple guys. You're thinking, why are you walking these guys? And then it was just bad after that. He uh, was not fully healed. So, Giants, please let your hamstring injuries heal fully. If you think they're healed, then (laughs) give the guy a week off. And then he can come back. How about that?
1: This was, uh, I'm trying to think of what I was doing at this point. I was definitely back in Glasgow, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get to see any of this game. So um, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, oh, Jonathan VR, he's having a great season. <laughs> uh, and and just looking at the box score, I mean, Matt Duffy, hey, Matt Duffy, three for four, uh, two RBI, showing a lot of life. Um, I want to point out, so Buster Posey was two for three, he had an RBI, uh, he had a walk. I want to point out that since our last Croncast, excluding yesterday's game for now, because you know how baseball reference works, but Buster right. Posey from June 10th to June 18th, um, he had 13 hits and 31 at-bats. Basically, 419 batting average, 486 on base, 516 slugging, uh, you know, a 1002 OPS. Um, no home runs, but five RBIs. So, you know, my little concern about Buster Posey maybe not being able to be the Buster Posey of years past in terms of carrying the offense. Boulder Dash! Ridiculous! <laughs> um, <laughs> and in these prop, maybe he's starting to get hot. Um, uh, I, I don't know. He, he had a... Anyway, um, so, you know, they get the win there. They're three-game winning streak here, which is, you know, third game of now we know to be an eight-game winning streak. Game two... Um, three to two victory. And, um, again, this is a game. I didn't see any of either.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw so none of this. <laughs> it was Madison Bumgarner against Matt Garza. You would kind of expect the giants. This was, Oh, this is the game. Now that I'm remembering it where the giants got two guys on in every inning, like literally every inning, they stranded two guys and they only scored three runs the entire game. I believe their total number of left on base was 17. 13, it says. I'm looking at the box score. It says only 13.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so against Matt Garza, you would expect them to do more. Uh, they did not. But in the end, they scored the winning run on a wild pitch when Madison Bumgarner was up at the plate.
1: Okay, I saw that. And... Never mind, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, that's, it all that's... blurs together. <laughs> it all comes together. That's really a... You know, you, you can say that that's because the Brewers are bad to an extent, you're right, but that's also because Madison Bumgarner is such a good hitter that pitchers can't throw him fastballs, so they have to throw him breaking balls in the dirt, and sometimes some of those are going to get away. So I'm still attributing that one to the Giants being good.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, oh, so Will Smith came in to replace, okay, I remember, I remember this, and he just couldn't, yeah. How happy, so if you're Madison Bumgarner... Look, folks, you don't have to like know Madison Bumgarner that well, <laughs> even as public persona. If you're a pitcher, <laughs> and and opposing pitchers pitch you differently from other pitchers, you feel really, really good. You feel, <laughs> if they pitch you like a hitter, you feel really good. And they're yeah. pitching Madison Bumgarner like a hitter, <laughs> like <laughs> like an actual guy. And, yes, you can cite all the stats about how his numbers are this or when it comes how many outs he makes. Hey, listen, there are plenty of backup players that are not that much better than Madison Bumgarner at the plate right now. <laughs> um, and th- so I, I just think it's really cool. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think last year when uh, Madison Bumgarner had to come in and pin- pinch hit in a crucial spot in a game, I, I, don't, I didn't think it was fun.
0: <laughs> I, you know what I disagree I thought that him pinching against Chapman and drawing the walk was incredibly fun <laughs> the, the not fun part about it was that the roster at the time was so thin that um that he had to that he literally had to that's what it I was mean like, that's him, what I mean he no was literally
1: else. the best option right
0: but um but watching him do it and actually have some success was fantastic and it's one of my it is one of the best memories I have from last
1: year should Let's take a minute since, you know, it's always fun to stop and talk about Madison Bumgarner. And even in this game, Buster Posey went four for five. He's fun to stop to stop and talk about as well. Um, uh, but Bumgarner in the home run derby, which yeah. there's, that's been swirling, that has to happen. <laughs> that has to happen.
0: It, it better because, I mean, I think the people are demanding it. By the people, I mean us. And now, we're very powerful.
1: Right, right, right. This this Croncast, thanks to you, our listeners, is a force. It is a strong force. And you can help spread the word. But I can't remember the rule changes now um, what that they've done. It's a lot more fun that I vaguely recall. But, uh, you know, is it going to be a waste of time if Bumgarner gets out there and, and only hits, like, a few home runs? But if he only hits, like, a few in the first round, he's out, right? It's not like he just... Beat somebody, right? I don't remember the rules. Maybe I should, um, <laughs> maybe I should I, stop this segment and go and.
0: <laughs> I think he has to be in the top four, is my memory. Okay, out of eight.
1: But let's but just, that
0: could be let, the old rule uh, Who cares just, about the rules? Just, uh, I just, just want Madison, Madison Bumgarner. He yeah.
1: needs to be in it, and I think someone mentioned um, Jake Arrieta also possibly being in it. And fine, <laughs> whatever gets Madison Bumgarner in it—that's that's all I care about. Um, instead of a set number of outs per round, each player this year will have five minutes to hit as many home runs as possible. That's great. I don't see what the problem is.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's a good change.
1: So uh, that to me, that to me means that having Madison Bumgarner in will be great because any home run he hits will be fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> and if it's only five minutes, people can suffer through that. Especially if MLB puts together a really cool clip package of him um, hitting home run off of, I don't know, Clayton Kershaw. Like he's like they could make him do that, right? He, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Madison Bumgarner, this is like a, it's an interesting part of his career. It's like adding to his legend, and it's it to me, it's a lot of fun. And um, and the fact that now pitchers are making mistakes because of him—that's even better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the the Brewers are a rebuilding team, but they're they're actually not terrible. So it's just funny because the bullpen is where you're going to find those those weird soft spots. Will Smith's pitching well this year. He hasn't been a bad pitcher this year.
0: Yeah, just, uh, just scared of Madison burner.
1: Yeah, remember when Matt Garza was a guy people were considering too though. Um, yes. Man, that is a stock that has fallen very far. <clears throat> All right, uh, so the Giants... I think that was,
0: I, that was the first start of the year coming back to but who cares about Matt Garza? Let's move on.
1: Yeah, now it's going to game five of this winning streak. And uh, I didn't note that Brandon Belt um, has started hitting third more consistently. I'm noting that because now Brandon Crawford in this game um, last Wednesday... Was uh was hitting third in this particular game because Belt had a little bit of an injury and so he he's, he sat a day or two. Yeah, he had a foot injury. Yes,
0: he did. He had a foot injury,
1: so it didn't matter because the Giants won. 10 he got to hit
0: one. With, a, with a pitch on the foot and he had to sit out for a day.
1: Well, it didn't really matter as Brandon Belt's been one of the Giants' best hitters, but uh, Giants won ten to one. Uh, <laughs> and you know Johnny Cueto nine nine strikeouts in seven innings. And uh, is Johnny Cueto – Johnny Cueto has 10 wins. He has a two ten ERA. I'm pretty sure he has many more strikeouts per innings pitched, if you'll give me a moment to load it up here. (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous to sit here and talk about awards or anything right now. He has 90 strikeouts in 102 innings. Okay. But, you know, the Giants have two number ones at the top of their rotation for sure. If Johnny Cueto, if something happens to Johnny Cueto's performance right now, which I've totally jinxed by mentioning that they have two number ones at the top right now. But if something happens to him, it's injury. It's not a performance. It's not an ineffectiveness. And I think you just have to kind of, we've, we did this very recently, but I want to do it again now that I'm back in the States. What an amazing move, <laughs> which I was yeah. very pro this entire time. We were
0: all incredibly uh, yes. in favor of Johnny Cueto,
1: except for Grant. <laughs> except
0: for Grant, God Grant, what is wrong with you? There are
1: legitimate. There are legitimate. Like people had like concerns that were not totally crazy, but his track record obviously went healthy. But he's a pitcher, so what does that mean? Um, <laughs> it's been incredibly impressive, and now he's doing it for the Giants. I'm just kind of excited. I'm giddy about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's uh, it's also making me feel really good about um, the article I wrote a little bit after they signed him, where I was like, "So why was he worse with the Royals?" And it was like, he did a lot of things really slightly worse, and I was like, "Well," but nothing that you'd be like, "Well, there's not any reason it would have been you know three runs worse." So really, it was just luck, like mostly just luck.
1: And and, and just so wrote, in,
0: yeah, and then I was like, "I'm I might have just jinxed him and made this the worst signing in history." And uh, now he's making me look smart.
1: <laughs> uh, so that's
0: really the main benefit to him, <laughs> p- pitching well, is me looking smart.
1: Absolutely. And he's pitching, for the most part, I think, in the first month, less so. But for the most part, he's been pitching pretty efficiently. Um, and, and that's encouraging, too, because I, he, I definitely know he's a guy who's got a lot of miles on his arm. He's thrown a lot of pitches in his career already. Um, probably not like in that Mark Pryor scary way. But he's thrown, like, a lot of pitches. You know, Dusty Baker was his manager a while ago, (laughs) so uh, it's possible. Um, And Chris Stratton, I haven't been able to really get a look at him. So, you know, and I know he got sent down uh, shortly after this game, but... um, Well, he got got sent...
0: Oh, this is... He came back up for this game. He He got got sent down a couple games earlier, and then he got called back up when Kane went on the DL.
1: Right, okay. Folks, I'm, I'm doing the best I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you?
1: Yeah. So How I mean, how's he, how's he looked?
0: He's looked okay, but I mean, the Bochi clearly doesn't trust him, and he probably shouldn't. Like he, there was a game that he came in. I think he walked two in the ninth inning, and the Giants had a big lead. Lead, and you kind of go, "Oh, Chris, no, don't ever do that." Oh, um.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's he's looked fine. You know, he's pitched a few innings but he's looked okay. I don't know. He hasn't I remember the minors, you know, in the minors he was a starter and he was a pretty bad starter. So I don't know what to make of him as a as a guy who's pitched 5 innings in the majors.
1: Fair enough. Um Angel Pagan is is doing well since he's returned, I would say. Or he hasn't he hasn't dropped off a cliff. It's so weird when Angel Pagan gets hurt and they actually put him on the DL, he actually comes back good. When they let him, when they don't put him on the DL and they try to play him or let it linger, he's awful, and you just don't like him or the team. <laughs> so it's amazing what actually DLing your injured players does. Um, Great, right. uh, Joe Panic. I like talking about him because he's he's just there, doing fine, <laughs> <laughs> and I still kind of am surprised by that every time. Because it's Joe Panic, and it's it's always going to be a surprise to me. I mean, he's, he's good. <laughs> he's just good. He's, um, he's
0: good, yeah. <laughs> and that will come up again
1: it will come in the up. next series. That's right. Uh, so 10-1, just rolled right over the over the Brewers. You know, Craig Council did his his damn best, damn well best. But, you know, the Giants are just too good here. Yeah. And so let's just get into this... Most recent series, which I actually did have a chance to watch most of, so I'm back, back guys. <laughs> um, uh, and and first, you know, the Giants swept in Tampa. If you didn't know, and in Game One of the series on Friday night, uh, Jeff Samarja took the mound. But before that, they had a ceremony uh, for the victims for the the horrible events that happened in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub, and it was really um, it was a touching. It was a nice moment of solidarity for the city, for the teams, for Major League Baseball and all that. Um, I don't like that we have to do these things. I think that's all very clear. But I think it's important when sports teams, um, they're a part of the community. And when they do something that's part of the community that engages in it, uh, something positive like this, I think, you know, it's it's a relief. And it's something to feel good about because certainly there's many more stories about Either the athletes themselves, or the more likely the owners or the leagues, just all being in it for themselves, and it cost them nothing to do something like this. And it, I think it's just a good thing. It's just a terrible tragedy what happened. So
0: yeah, it was it, it was terrible. Um, the events in Orlando, and well, let's just call them what they were the you know mass murder, in, in Orlando because of homophobia. And uh, and it's the it's it's really great to see. the the Rays and and the Giants too, coming together to to support um, what they can in the community.
1: The Rays have been really good about, uh, if you read the extra 2%, that's sort of what the new ownership when this whole turnaround started was committed to was, oh, well, we're in a dumpy arena (laughs) or we're in a dumpy stadium. No one really wants to come out here. Let's really turn it into an event situation. So their promotions department, are really one of the best in baseball, probably top five, just in terms of how they, I think they started the whole after game concert series type idea and stuff like that. So they are well positioned to do that. I say all that because what else is there to say about the Rays? (laughs) Like whatever, whatever weird season they had last year where they were sort of oddly in it and they looked really sharp. They're not this year. Uh, The AL East is really weird. Um, Yeah the the Yankees are boring and 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 like to me the Yankees are like a perpetual uh, rain like the, the 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 they're just like a gloomy rainy day the Yankees constantly just boring and whatever they're there <laughs> the Red Sox are all offense and no pitching uh, the Blue Jays are basically offense and no pitching and the Rays <laughs> are kind of only home runs and and I don't know about their pitching. Um, I mean, their
0: pitching supposed to be good, but I don't know what right. it has been. Their uh, pitching has been supposed to be good for a long time.
1: Right, And but Chris Archer has been good for a few years now, and yeah. he has not been that this year. Um, the last three years for Chris Archer by ERA, haha. Uh 322, 333, 323. That was his previous three full seasons for this year. Um, and he throw, he strike out um, close to a batter. You know, he he struck out quite a bit. His strikeouts per nine seven point one, eight 7.1, 8.0, 10.7. This year it's ten point eight, so uh, it's, it's doing all right. But I mean, this is supposed to be an ace level guy pitching the AL East, and the Giants didn't. He has a. He's supposed to have a tough changeup, and he he did strike out seven, but they didn't really look too overmatched against him.
0: No, they they did a good job in some. They just they kept going after him, and they kept winning those battles.
1: Now I I just mentioned Joe Panic, but uh, he and Span combined for a hot O for ten at the top of that <laughs> lineup, just uh, scorching hot there offensively. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, real quick, I haven't mentioned this. If you're wondering what that sound is in the background, that's my air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm again, I'm in LA, and it's uh, it's like 170 degrees. And I don't want to melt while I'm recording this croncast. As much as I appreciate you all, I don't want to die while making it. So. And uh,
0: also, for the record, I mentioned at the top of the show I expected the Dodgers to beat the Brewers four to one today. The final score ended up being two to one. Dodgers. Okay. They won on a walk-off walk. They shrimped.
1: <laughs> Excellent. All right. So six and a half. Um, six and a half. So uh, as as we can see from this weekend sweep and that we're talking about right now of the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, just all the way, you know, Brandon Belt, <clears throat> Brandon Belt's home run in this game. If you didn't see it, you should go back and watch it. It was off of a left-handed hitter, uh, pitcher, Erasmo Ramirez. Wait, nope, nope. I'm totally wrong. Any Romero. <laughs> um, and it was one of those, if, you, if, you've, if you're if if you you a fan of Brandon Belt, then you know that he has that sort of, he just kind of flicks his wrist almost when he really gets into a pitch. And he pulled a slider going away from him, and he yanked it deep. It was really impressive. You got to you got to see it. Did you see it, or were you busy? <laughs> uh,
0: I was actually at the Rivercast game that night.
1: Hi, just baited you into that. I knew that. <sighs> Let's take yeah. a moment to talk about your terrible shirt. <laughs> 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 so uh,
0: the Rivercast game on Friday night was uh, the promotion was a dual berizito jersey giveaway. So half of it was a River Cats jersey in A's colors, half of it was a River Cats jersey in Giants <laughs> colors.
1: And it was disgusting and I love it. It it doesn't even look bad, it looks confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it will include it in the body of the post <laughs> um, so that you can see it. So if you're catching us on the syndication stream, go to McCoveyChronicles.com. Excellent content every day. Uh, and you can find there uh, the recap that Doug wrote about Saturday's game, which we will now talk about, <laughs> uh, where the Giants won again because they swept the Rays, as we've already mentioned, 6-4. Um, to four. But this was an interesting game because... Joe Panic had four RBI in the game, uh, including a... This one was... Uh, he crushed this one probably more than, than Belt did. I don't know, Belt's stronger than Panic, so it's hard to say, but Joe Panic really crushed the crap out of a home run that you've got to see. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and the Giants... I, I would say that this one was a little bit more of a struggle. The Giants scored four runs in the last two innings, so they obviously had to come back in this one, and Albert Suarez... Didn't look too hot. He gave up. One, he gave up three solo home runs. He was. He was definitely doing that thing where where they were telling him to throw strikes, and he thought that meant throw it down the middle, um, <laughs> and, and that didn't really work out so well. Uh, and the Giants actually gave up four home runs in this game, but they were all solo home runs. Uh, Corey Guerin's home run in the ninth for the save was pretty funny because he th- as soon as he threw it, he knew it was gone. Like <laughs> as soon as he threw, it, he was like, "Whoop, well, that's a mistake." And you're going to see him kind of like kick his leg out and toss his, his glove up. He's like, well, he threw his hands up. He didn't throw the glove in the air. He's just like, ah, damn it, missed it. Um, uh, so it was just a Joe Panic game, just a Joe Panic game. And you said it, it probably was. in your recap. You can repeat so that. So the,
0: the big story in this game, other than Tim Lincecum pitching in Oakland for the Angels, but the big story in this game was uh, Joe Panic in the fifth inning got hit in the helmet with the bases loaded. So he drove in the first, His first run of the game it was the Giants' second, uh, and he just got right up and jogged on into the first base. So he was totally fine. Trainer came out, no problems. No, you know. After the game, he said he wanted to thank his dad for giving him a thick head. Uh. Uh, and then <laughs> in the top of the ninth, he came up with two guys on after, uh, after against a, an almost unbeatable closer this year in uh, in Colome, who had been just. Lights out, 0.9 ERA, hadn't given up a run since May 1st, and he had a three-run homer. Um, And that was the difference in the game.
1: Yeah, and and credit to the bottom of the Giants uh, order, too, to set that up. Trevor Brown had a three-for-three day, and uh, Gregor Blanco was two-for-three as well. Trevor Brown, he just pulled – all the pitches he hit were just like the same – Location mistake up that he just swatted in the left field and it was it was like the easiest three for three he's ever going to have. They're <laughs> all obvious meatballs that he just he just whacked. Um, uh, uh, otherwise, you know, Joe Panic being the hero. I mean, again, just it's surprising and it's great. <laughs> it, it is. A lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Yeah, nothing nothing more really to say about that one. Good job, good job, Hunter Strickland with the with the whole. He got the win there. Good for him. So, yeah. uh, and then we go to today's game And the Giants <clears throat> I'm going to edit this out Because my nose is <laughs> running <laughs> okay. Alright, sorry Now we're back um, so <laughs> Now no, the Giants is... are back uh, The Giants close it out With a 5-1 to one win uh, Another 5-1 to one win This one uh, against Jake Odorizzi It was the two Jakes today <laughs> On fa- or yesterday, on Father's Day. And, um, and Jake Peavy, again, was a, was a blind magician.
0: <laughs> yeah, he struck out eight and six innings, actually, just like Odorizzi. They had almost identical lines. The only difference in their yeah. lines was Peavy walked a guy and Odorizzi gave up a homer, but otherwise, six innings pitched, four hits, one run, earned run, and eight strikeouts for both of them.
1: My boy Derek Law getting the win because wins are all that matter, right? <laughs> well, uh, I love wins. Yeah, and so this one, um, Brandon Belt, great home run. Should probably go and watch that too. You should watch them all. We want Brandon Belt to make it to the All Star Game mainly because he has uh, he has taken an unfair beating. by, let's let's admit it, Giants fans, by all of us at one <laughs> time or another. Over the years. Since he's come up over the last five years. Wow, this is, gonna, this is his fifth season. Um, this is six crazy. Se- season. Six season. Oh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. All right. Can't, that's why I don't do math. This is his sixth season. <laughs> My God. So, I, I have an
0: engineering degree. That's so how I knew that.
1: Okay. All right. You just drew a line with, uh, <laughs> with some, Um. So let's take it a moment to appreciate that Brandon Belt is is playing has been steady. He's been steady, steady good for the Giants, <laughs> and yes. has, as at this point, seems to have transferred his unlucky injury, injury, his unlucky injury history to two people, Hunter Pence and Matt Kane. <laughs> Where they, they must have been sitting on either side of him in a on a charter or something. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, he was uh, wearing like he was probably wearing that big giraffe suit he had in the commercial. And they're like, "That's stupid. You should take it off." Just both of them. He's like, <laughs> "Fine, you don't know what you're doing." And then they, they both got cursed.
1: You just made me think that maybe there's something connected to the co- the quality of the commercials. And Brandon Belt be. had the best, therefore he's going to be the steadiest. And Buster, Buster Posey's were kind of the most que- were questionable. So he's he's been a little up and down. And uh, Hunter Pence was his good. I don't I don't know. So I don't.
0: I mean it it was okay. You know, it's sort of, it's, it's a little played out, you know, they're not doing anything, anything new with the Hunter Pence, uh, Hunter Pence speech thing. Yeah. And Matt Cain's it, it could have been clever, but you know, big data Cain, I don't know. That's, that's it. That's the whole joke.
1: (laughs) That's someone, that's someone like misspeaking when they meant to say big daddy Cain.
0: Right. (laughs) Which you should also not say, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) no No one should ever say
1: it. No, you shouldn't. Um, Jake Peavy, he he needs to get credit when he does well. We've said this before. And he's he's managed now. He really has turned his season around for the most part. I'd like to point out that his season was so bad that <laughs> his ERA is still uh, 547. You know, again, ERA, whatever, but it's just sometimes it's, it's illustrative of your point. It looks really bad. <laughs> so, it's not like you can just wash away... Uh, a lot of the season so far, but he's pitched um, seventy-two and a third innings, and he has uh, fifty-nine strikeouts now, and he's only somehow given up um, eight home runs, which sounds very surprising. Uh, I think, I think uh, Mike Kruko, as a long time ago, has always said that the rule of thumb is ten per one hundred. Well, he's a little bit over that pace right now. But uh, certainly, um, he's calmed down a little, uh, quite a bit. He's he's allowed 82 hits now in those 72 innings. So it's, remember when his whip was at two for like a month. Uh, so good for him. And like I said, uh, what I noticed in yesterday's game was essentially either, I guess, pitching backwards or just pitching, getting uh, the guy's, out of his predictable patterns, he was throwing sliders when they were looking fastball. And so then they would lunge for a slider and he, they would get a fastball in. Um, and so I, that's pitching guys. <laughs> that's that's uh, You're trying to upset the hitter's timing and you're trying to throw them off. That's exactly what he <laughs> um, did.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things that Mike Ruko always says is that, you know, it's a difference between a pitcher and a thrower. And at this point, Jake Peavy cannot really throw so much. So he has had to become a pitcher and it's been really fun to watch him actually be good um i should also point out that uh, i'm going to take credit for this because i wrote an article on may 5th about how you shouldn't start jake peavy on your fantasy team and uh it was pretty controversial i'm not gonna lie Uh but before that article he gave up in, in his starts he gave up four runs then six then four then two then six then seven since then he's given up 3 runs and then 1 then 5 then 1040 zero, zero, and 1 so i think he took my insult personally and you're all welcome
1: well he did he did subtweet all of us so yeah
0: <laughs> and we deserved
1: it we really did <laughs> um if i mean he's 35 years old and one thing that has been pretty consistent about him is his stuff is probably not as good as it was last year. I think that's fair to say. But it hasn't gotten worse. So this is what he is now, and he's working with what he has. He's not trying to find something. He's not trying to figure things out in terms of, what do I have? His fastball is 89. I think last year maybe it was 91 or maybe 92. Um, and his slider is 84. And it, and it doesn't quite move as sharply, but it still moves. And he, he knows how to... He's just using that effectively. So good for him. <laughs> uh, especially with Kane going back on the DL. I think you just have to expect that Matt Kane's season is going to be very... It's it's just not... You know, by the time he gets back, we're going to be in July. You know, season's half over, basically. Is he going to get it together for the last half of the season? That's very possible. It's Or that can happen very easily. But, you know, Jake Peavy... Now becoming consistent, you know, six innings, maybe three runs, four runs or less. Great, you'll take that. You'll definitely take that. I'll take that. Yeah, um,
0: he's he's much better than he was at the beginning of the year, and it's right. a lot harder to complain about him now. And Not so, that we won't.
1: But. Right, right. But it's certainly I'm I'm a little bit more forgiving because he's certainly made adjustments, and we've and and that's the best way of saying like, okay, is he done? Right, that's what we were talking about in the first month of the podcast. Is like he's he's still striking guys out, but is he done? Right. Is, is it like so? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, congrats, Jake Peavy, for for making us eat crow. Continuing <laughs> to, it's delicious. All right, so now we'll do our our game of the week, best best game, worst game, and players of the week, or whatever. <laughs> you know what we do. <laughs> Um what's uh what's your game of the week? We're just doing this last week, folks, because you don't remember two weeks ago either, I bet.
0: <laughs> um I think my game of the week would be uh Saturday's game against the Rays, the Joe Panic, hit in the head and then come back and and it's the game winning homer. It had a lot of there were so many fun things that happened in that one.
1: And you um, wrote a good recap, so there's another good reason.
0: Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. It was, a, it was a comeback win. It was a little unexpected. It was really gratifying to watch Spannic hit that homer after Span had kind of grounded out weekly and made him like, oh, no, they're not going to score. Cause... And uh, the bullpen had a good game, you know, other than, you know, uh, Garen gave up the homer in the ninth. But, you know, if you're going to miss in the ninth inning, you miss over the plate. And if they hit it, they hit it. And you work with your two-run lead. So, Absolutely.
1: I yeah. yeah. That's a that's, that's good pick. I'm gonna go with Friday's game just because uh, I always think that the first game of the series, uh, when you do these interleague things, or if you haven't seen a team too much, there's that idea of maybe tone setting or something. And uh, I just think that the Giants did a did a great job Friday night, just kind of walking in there and 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 not really being bothered. Chris Archer is a really good pitcher, I think, at this point. And I we didn't even really talk about this. Jeff Samarja pitched a complete game, yeah. and, if it, and if he, because as I said, he has to give up a home run. <laughs> <laughs> he is, it is it is his destiny. He gave up a home run in the ninth inning. He almost had a shutout. And uh, and I was listening to his comments afterward, and you know the competition in the rotation is what's been pushing all of them to do well because they're all really good, so they can actually perform. In that way, like, oh, I want to shut out, too. I want to shut out, too. Uh, I think Samarja making adjustments against um, coming into a team that, that crushes mistakes. The, the Rays are nothing at this point offensively but home run hitters. That's where all the runs are coming from so far. So that's a bad matchup for Jeff Samarja. And yeah. except, for the, except for the ninth inning... Um, he really, uh, and I think even in that ninth inning, the home run he give to Brad Miller, I think he had Brad Miller struck out or thought he had. And I think he just had to throw a couple extra pitches and that led to the home run. I could be mistaken, but in any case, he, you know, he hasn't had good starts the last four starts or so. And he really did make an adjustment. I, you know what? I don't know if he, I don't know for sure. Let's, let's wait a couple more starts again. But he had a great start, and the Giants um, took it to a really good pitcher. And, uh, and Brandon Belt's home run was really cool. So I'm going to pick Friday's game. Good pick. Okay. Who do you have as your player of the week?
0: Um, well, okay. First, I want to say worst game of the week is oh, yeah. actually pretty clear. Um, I know it's a you know eight game winning streak, so they won all the games. But the Monday game against the Brewers, Denard Span hit splash seventy, oh. robbing us with splash sixty nine. <laughs> Clearly, the worst game of the week.
1: That easily is, oh so I was ju- I was praising that maybe that new guy thing this is the downside of the new guy thing <laughs> he
0: just did not get he, it
1: he didn't get it at all <laughs> and when, it, when does Denard Span go around hit home and hit home runs who told him to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were going to I swear folks we we're gonna have a whole splash 69 prod Podcast. It was going to be great. <laughs> um, that's the best pick. I I co-sign. That that disappointed <laughs> that disappointed people on Twitter who aren't even Giants fans. So, no, exactly. Just gaming it went. All right. Um,
0: so player of the week. I'm going with Joe Panic. He had at least two hits in every game of the brewer series. He had he took the O for five Friday night, but game winning homer on Saturday, game winning hit yesterday. Uh, he had a great week and it's great to see his back coming a- around.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to agree with that. Um, I kind of feel like also with honorable mentions, you could put Brandon Crawford and maybe Matt Duffy in there, Matt Duffy, this entire race series, the flashing the letter, except for, you know, yesterday's game, there were three errors in the game, which we didn't even talk about. <laughs> so there was some, some pretty impressive clink mitt going on. Um, <laughs> But on Friday night, he had some really good defensive plays, too. So, I don't know. Honorable mentions, we get throw around a lot of players, too. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. Joe Panic. good yeah. choice. Um, one thing, a couple of site things. Uh, if you are on the site a lot, there weren't any game threads up for most of the weekend. Just on Sunday, I was able to get in there. I think it was a system bug. I know Grant was away as well. But when I looked in there, they were all set up. So, I don't know what happened. So apologies, and uh, hopefully going forward that won't be the case. Hmm. That's it. All right, do we have any questions?
0: We do. So our first Twitter question is from Pierce Gradone, whose name I just mispronounced. Sorry. Uh, At Pierce Gradone. Again, sorry. Gardone? Gardone. No, it's G-R-A-D-O-N-E. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Pierce, P-I-E-R-C. Pierce I got, I think. I'm I'm pretty sure I nailed that one. Uh Uh-huh. So he asked, "Did Panic's Homer really happen, or was it just a, f- a vision he had while lying unconscious? Is the rest of the season just a dream?" Mm. uh y- you know, the only reason I think it might have been a dream is because his dreams would be pretty cliched, and that is pretty cliched story.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I think that Joe Panic hitting a. A game-winning home run against a, a top closer is—it's <laughs> is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, come on, he—he didn't like a double, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Joe Panic. Uh, I mean, Joe Panic to me is—is is not Bill Miller with the Red Sox, and yet he's—he's he's starting to trend in that direction. <laughs> to me, he's Bill Miller on the Giants. Which he, right. I think he is that right now. Um, I, I probably should pull up fan graphs and look at that, but anyway. <laughs> that, but that to me is why Joe Panic is just such a marvel. That's a great answer to the question. We should just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> Do we have any others? Uh,
0: Michael Reyes at Michael Reyes 808 asked, why is Harrison Barnes still on the 40-man roster? <laughs> and, by the time this goes up, that could be a really stupid question, or it could be a really smart one. We don't know.
1: Uh, I think there's a I think there's a good reason why. He's still, uh, my speculation is I think that they want to showcase him for a deadline trade. Obviously, right.
0: That makes sense. Uh, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Lakers are going to bite with that huge max contract. for which will be very silly. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Uh, man, that's right. No one's We 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 could be saying anything uh, about what happened. I could edit this, and we could just answer both sides of that if the Warriors win, <laughs> <laughs> and then just pick the right one. But I mean, if LeBron, if the Cavs win, it's because they have LeBron James who's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. If the Warriors win, they will be one of the greatest teams. It's because they are one of the greatest teams of all time. If the Warriors lose, they're still a really good team. It's not like they will never, ever, ever have a chance to compete again. And if the Cavs lose, it's not like LeBron won't ever be in this situation again. But it's weird because I guess if you lose, it it's like a legacy-defining Thing for either side Like the Warriors Will cease to exist If they lose Right And they They right. lost 73 games
0: All of your Twitter hyperbole Will come true
1: <laughs> Basketball Twitter Is hard though The worst thing About <laughs> basketball Twitter Is that they think That the 80s And 90s Eastern Conference Basketball Was real basketball That to me Is what I Will never accept So <laughs> um, Alright That So We are actually doing two Croncasts this week, if you didn't know, we'll be speaking with our minor league guru, Roger. Uh, Roger Munter will have an analysis of the Giants draft. Remember, there was a draft uh, earlier this month and we'll be talking about who the Giants drafted, who they've signed, uh, and touch on the minor leagues as well. That'll be coming later in the week and I want to point out that that will probably be an official post that everyone should talk in as the as in that will be the main non-game post for the day. That will really throw people for a loop, I feel, Doug.
0: Yeah, they're going to be confused. They're going to know. Yeah. no idea what's going on. will be awesome.
1: Yeah, they'll be angry and start their own fan post and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening. You can always uh, find us on Twitter, send us your questions. I'm at every6day, Doug.
0: I am at Moonwalk McFly.
1: All right, and we will be back next week with the recap of the week that was – But again, look forward – you should look forward to our drafts analysis going up later this week. And thanks again for listening. See ya. Bye.